Welcome to the Rise and Thrive podcast. I'm Erin Warhol and I'm here with Mary Hayes Greco. Hello, everybody. Hey, Mary, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing really happy today. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit today about moving into winter um, mm-hmm. because here in our part of the world, it is, we're getting more wintry, right? It's a thing. Yes. Yep. The North country. And uh, I, I want to just uh, brag a little bit right now, Aaron, because you've known me a lot of years and I, mm-hmm. I tend to enter winter with a little bit of dread and loathing oh. and, and fear of depression because it's, it's long here in the North country and I, I can go there, but I just, I'm just glad we're talking today about our upcoming winter shows because for once I'm just excited about oh, winter. Good. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Cause I, I do know people who have issues with the seasons like that. And a friend of mine, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she said her sad light had arrived and she was getting <laughs> it all hooked up her seasonal affective disorder light. Yes. And, I've got one of those. Oh, too. okay. Yeah. Yes. And I said, how does that work? And she said, oh, it works great. I just turn it on a little bit and then I feel good and do it the next day. But I, I just was noticing that I really don't have that problem myself. So I can, mm empathize, but I don't normally feel low in the winter. I nice. just am kind of even keel about it. And I even, I like cold weather. I like dark weather. I like, <laughs> there's a coziness to it mm-hmm. and where, you know, you're kind of hold up and I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking forward to that part too? I, yeah, I always look forward to that. And I mean, I love, I love summer and fall and spring too, but um, the winter doesn't bother me. It, it's there's something about it that I find very, the light is twinkly and I, it doesn't, and I don't clean, get a, something yeah. kind of clean and clear about winter light. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel, I don't know if this is a cultural thing, uh, you know, because I was raised in a, a religious background and the Christmas season was a big deal, or if it's really a, a nature thing, an earth thing or both, mm. but I just feel like the season of winter is so spiritual Oh. Uh, so supportive rather mm-hmm. of spirituality uh, for me, that invitation to go inside, you know, you're mm-hmm. literally going inside your warm, cozy house, but you're also going inside your heart, you're quiet. And um, it's a good time for thinking and reflecting mm-hmm. and studying and uh, noodling. And, <laughs> and I love know. all those things. So that, that yeah. to me is like, oh, good. I don't have to like you know, go get the bike out and drive around. On path or something. No, let's, let's think, let's just think <laughs> let's for just a while. Reflect. <laughs> let's see yeah. what we think about this and let's see. Yeah. And I'll even say, Mary, I don't even think sometimes I just sit with myself and, and I'm with myself. Contemplate. So, yeah. Con- that would be contemplation. That That is a to- serious spiritual practice. <laughs> I think that a lot of people do without realizing mm-hmm. it's legit. It's a legit spiritual practice, just like prayer. Mm -hmm. And meditation is contemplation is a rich and good thing to do where you're really just being, you're dwelling, you're in your space, you're breathing, Mm -hmm. you're looking, uh, you're allowing your mind to just unwind its Mm -hmm. thoughts. You're not pushing the thoughts, you're not pushing them away, but you're just allowing something to kind of unspool itself from Mm -hmm. your mind. And then at a certain point you go, ah, and you just know something new, you know, something better. Mm-hmm. That's contemplation. I love it. 
I love it. And I, I have been known to practice that at the DMV when I'm waiting in line <laughs> or all kinds of places. And I, it, it probably for me, it comes out of, you know, I did some, some time ago have problems with anxiety mm-hmm. that I had to really face into and work with and learn to meditate. And, you know, I think the solution to the problem with my anxiety was that I had to just really be um, comfortable in my own skin mm-hmm. and be with myself and not be rushing somewhere or trying to get away from a bad feeling. So like, to me, I, I think it, I don't know, I might have trained myself to just sort of like to be with me with no to-do list, nothing. And just, nice. go, Oh, I'll just sit that here was quietly. The gift, that was the <laughs> gift of that time. Right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's the gift of those terrible times and those crisis times and those times yeah. of loss. You, you, what is it? Who, who said it? She went to hell, but she did not come back empty-handed. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. You come back with something that you keep with you for a lifetime because it's really uh, helps you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes when I come, I think about going back when I was in those times, I really, my mind was so undisciplined. My mind was just racing and, and suffering and worrying and it, you know, it didn't feel good and it was hard to just sit still and, and be with myself. And so, you know, long classes and meditation, long practice, practice with prayer. When I felt upset, all these things, I just got to the point where I don't know, I crossed a threshold at some point and I'm like, oh, good. I get to sit quietly with myself. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I learned how to do that. <laughs> yeah. There's some other saying, Mary, maybe, you know, it, um, but you can trace a lot of the world's problems back to man's inability to sit in a room quietly by himself. I believe it. (laughs) I don't remember who said that. I believe it. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm enthused Mm -hmm. about um, the coming season. I'm enthused about uh, it's kind of funny. You know, I've been doing this spiritual journey thing since I was 22 and that was a long time ago, really a long time ago. And, uh, I, I find myself just like for some strange reason, just like newly excited about it all. I'm just like excited about no, my spiritual great. journey all of a sudden. Yeah. Like I want to reread this book and I can't wait to do it. And I want, yeah. I want to uh, meditate in this different way. And I, and I, I want to really understand presence, you mm. know, as a, as a life skill, as mm. something I haven't been very good at. All of a sudden, it's all like, "Oh yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that." So, uh, so that's well, part. Of I have the a enthusiasm. question about that. I am wondering if this dawned on you recently, if it kind of snuck up on you, or if you've just sort of been leaning into it. Because you know, Mary, we've we've been going through this whole darn pandemic thing, and uh, you know, there have been some tough times, some ups and downs with that, some stressful times, but you, you seem to be in a good place today. And I just, am curious about that. Yeah. I I was wondering about that too, because I know last year in 2020, I was as ever doing all of my uh, spiritual vitamins, spiritual practices, Mm -hmm. but it felt more like it was, um, you know, kind of a more from a desperate need (laughs) (laughs) to, to not freak out or not go down or not, you know, yeah, desperately seeing a bad calm. Exactly. And I was really attached to the whole 
clock and calendar about like, okay, oh, wow, quarantine till May 4th here in Minnesota. Oh, wow. Can't do this yet. Oh, oh, no, Mm -hmm. here comes the winter again. I I was really uh, concerned about how long is this going to last? Mm -hmm. What does this mean for my work? What does this mean for this and for that and for my teenagers? And, you know, ah, and for some reason, as pandemic winter number two has um, rolled around, I think I let go. Like I thought I am not going to watch the clock this year. I can't do that. I can't do that anymore. I have to get excited about this life that I have this year right now, the way it is. And there's still like a lot of things I don't like, like I still can't have my in-person classes the way I I typically do. And I miss them, but I'm, I'm done missing them too. Like, I'm just going to get excited about whatever (laughs) I get to do, (laughs) whatever I get to do, whoever I get to be with. Yeah. I don't know. I just, something has just let go. And I decided, well, you know, God is never void of ideas you know, I, I'm kind of out of ideas right now. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling a little bit underemployed and out of ideas. And, but, but instead of like biting my nails, I'm going, okay, well, it's going to be so cool when I figure out what God's idea is next yeah. for me, you know, what does that mean? So uh, I don't well, know, I don't know how it happened, but I'm just glad that I am not hanging on anymore. And yeah. I'm, I'm kind of re-entering this human spiritual journey now as is, and I'm excited. I'm excited about, oh, you know, how, how peaceful can I be in this kind of unknown? I like that so much. And, you know, I, I have a couple of thoughts about that. One is that, you know, we've been doing this for going on 20 months Mm -hmm. and, you know, at a certain point, it's not new anymore. And it's uh-uh. also like part of just part of what we're used to. So maybe that's part of it. But the other thing that occurred to me was, Mary, you and I decided we were going to get get back on recording podcasts, recording for Rise and Thrive podcasts that we love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just meet each other and put our attention on the spiritual practices of self-mastery and the different tools that you teach in your workshops. And maybe I, for me, I feel like that's, I can see that that's working and bringing me to more peace and feeling like a little bit more in control. And Hey, maybe our program is working for us. This is all about us. (laughs) I I think that, I mean, I have a survival program. Maybe our consciousness (laughs) is, is getting subtly, steadily tuned up as we hoped. As we hoped it would. <laughs> the Mary and Aaron survival program. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So I was digging around um, in some of our um, earlier shows right. from the earlier incarnation of our podcast. Yes, when we first started out. Yeah. When we first started out, uh, we called it Life Gets Better Now. And uh we had uh, a wonderful a friend in the room with us, our sound guy, Daniel, and mm-hmm. we had cute commercials and, and song and music and stuff. It was really, it was really, really sweet. Uh, it was good production value. I'm saying yeah. <laughs> what we're doing right these days is more stripped down, more simple. But anyway, I was looking at a few of listening to a few of those um, earlier shows. And there are some ones that I just, think are really fat and juicy and rich Mm. with content 
that I'm eager to share with whoever's listening with us today as we enter the winter season. And perhaps if people you know, see this too, it's kind of rededicating it as a season of renewed spiritual growth. Yeah. So what, what, we're, what you suggested, Mary, was that we go back into the archives of these older shows of our first season, Life Gets Better Now, mm-hmm. and we kind of dust off some of those shows and, and share them with people on the Rise and Thrive podcast. And I just want to point out, these shows haven't been on our podcast before. We recorded them and we had them on your website, which they're mm-hmm. still on your website, but we didn't put them into the podcast feed of Rise and Thrive. So, correct. So yeah. they are new, new to you. New. They will be new to, to some now. people. But you yes. know, all of this stuff. It's funny because it's to me, it's kind of like listening to a favorite song. Mm. Um, you can listen and go, oh yeah, I've already heard that one. But then it's like, well, I listened to it again and it's like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. Oh yeah. That, that idea was really helpful. I'm going to sing along. Yeah. There's something that, that is evergreen about the topics that we talk about and Mm -hmm. the enthusiasm that I hear in those older shows and I can listen. Yeah. And the ideas, you know, these, these ideas that you and I are jamming in these shows around spirituality and religion and what's the difference and what's the, what's the consciousness inside Christmas time, you know, Mm -hmm. whether you're Christian or not Christian, what is the energy of Christmas time that belongs to everybody? Also, we had a show about um, new year's Mm -hmm. in which we were talking about the, the one word new year's resolution, the word of the year do, and we both love. Yes, we love that. So, and we're both right now noodling our word of the year for 2022. We're, right. we're both pregnant with that question. What is the word of the year? So, yeah. So, so those shows are uh, really rich and juicy uh, for me to listen to again, and for this time of year, and for um, renewing your your thing with spirituality, renewing, you know, you with your source, and you with this life, and you with yeah, how, what do I really believe and think and want to live in this life? That's so, great. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll, we'll release some of those um, in the coming weeks mm-hmm. and we'll intersperse them with some new conversations too. And we'll let you know if it's an old conversation or a new conversation. I mean, the, the big tip off will be that we don't ever mention the pandemic and you go, oh, that's an old I conversation. I know. We sound so, <laughs> we sound so young. <laughs> We had no idea think, what was it we were in for. We had no idea. We did <laughs> not know what was coming. We were all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and I I intend to be that again. It, absolutely, and that it, I mean that is part of the the journey of self mastery and uh, anyone on a spiritual path is that you are trying. Everything is new, and everything is old, and you're trying to let go of what no longer serves, and you're trying to keep freshening up and bring renewed life and vitality and freshness to what is going on and mm-hmm. facing it with the tools and the wisdom that you've gotten the last time you went through something challenging right. or hard. And and revisiting wellsprings, you know, yeah. wellsprings of wisdom and um, support and clarity that have mm-hmm. come to you at times. I love every so often to reread uh, a book that mm-hmm. was fantastic book that challenged me and read it again, three or four years, five years later and go, wow, now I get that. I get that so much better now. And so I do the same thing, Mary. And I, 
I sometimes when I have a book, I'll underline a lot or make little asterisks. And I love going back to a book and then seeing what's stuck out to me before mm-hmm. and, and kind of just noticing a little bit of the difference where I am now and where I was when I read it the first time. Mm-hmm. But the, the other thing that I do, it, I do this because I have to guard myself against this of not reading too voraciously where I'm just trying to get done. Right. And so like, I want to make sure I take my time with a book and I want to, you know, I'll, I'll read through and like the book I'm reading right now, the body keeps the score is all about Mm -hmm. trauma. And I'm fascinated by it. It's such a good book. And I'll, I'll read. And then I'll notice, Ooh, I kind of, my mind wandered over that last paragraph. And so then Mm. I'll go reread it, Aaron, you got nothing better to do. Go back and reread it. This is what you're doing. Yeah. You're really trying to understand something here. Yeah. You don't, you don't just go, I read it. Well, what was it about? I don't know. (laughs) That's great. You know, I am, I am rereading the last six pages of the new earth. Oh, I love that. Eckhart Tolle. The last six pages are like Beethoven's fifth or something. There's so much amazing clarity in, in how he concludes this book, a lot of which was really thick and challenging for me. And I, I was kind mm-hmm. of laboring through it. But the last six pages are so amazing that I've been reading them carefully, slowly, uh, like three or four times over the last week or two. Nice. I'm feeling like, Wow that's brand new to me and that's brand new again and that's brand new again. So yeah. And let me re let me think about this for a minute because what, I've read that book several times and enjoy it. I love it. And I'm thinking that those last six pages are really a, about a vision for the future, right? A vision for how to be in a new way in the world. Yeah. It's, it's really about a higher consciousness mm-hmm. and what that is. Like when the rubber hits the road day by day, what is it? And we talked about this a little bit in one of our other recent podcasts. He says, in the end, higher consciousness is every day that you're here fully present, you are either in acceptance Mm -hmm. or enjoyment or enthusiasm. And if you're not in one of those, and, and, and if you're in one of those states, then the higher consciousness of the world, the universe can flow into your space Mm. and enter what you're doing and inform your work and inform the quality of what you're doing. If you're in those states, like you are vibing with the higher consciousness all around you in the earth and in the universe, and it can flow into um, your space. And in this way, you and the greater you, the greater self of all, are working together to transform the human situation in, oh, in the new earth. It's, I love that. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's true. I know it's true. I, I, I remember many moments where I felt like I felt that. I felt that uh, creative communion relationship mm-hmm. thing happen between me and the world when I was in one of those states and doing my thing and open and I could feel uh, that me, little me in my little space and my attitudes were changing the world. We're changing mm-hmm. the world around me immediately because I was aligned with that. So that is so cool. And, you know, th- thinking about 
the the idea of what he's what Eckhart Tolle is saying in, in a new earth where he's saying acceptance enjoyment enjoyment enthusiasm. enthusiasm yes and to you take that idea and then you're trying to like bring that down into your day-to-day reality you're trying to incorporate it into how you move and what you do and um, how you are in the world and you can catch yourself going, ooh, I am not in one of those three dimensions right now. And those he modalities. assures us that if you're not in those states, you are participating with some form of suffering. Oh, <laughs> you, you are caught in some kind of suffering in your own mind or, you know, involved with suffering that's not yours to be with. So it's, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah, you could, you could take as a practice for a chunk of time. Mm -hmm. And just stop every, I don't know, half hour, every hour and go, am I in these modalities? Or have I ventured into some other territory that produces suffering? You know, I kind of like it. And he adds though, um, if you can't be in acceptance, if you're in a Mm -hmm. difficult situation and you can't be in acceptance, then you have to change it. Mm. You have to do something. Yeah, You have to stop what you're doing. You have to get, get out of it. But acceptance is a form of peace. And so if you're dealing with, you know, something difficult, like you have to change a flat tire and mm-hmm. you're going to be late uh, for something and you're instead of getting all frustrated and mad and, and worried, you just decide, OK, oh, well, you let go, you yeah. let go to it. You accept that you are on the road on a cool day, changing your tire and you're going to be late and you accept it fully if you change the tire in a state of acceptance, it is a way of being peaceful and, and putting the vibration of peace into the world instead of a different one, a suffering one, for instance. So that's, that's just an example of how you can't exactly enjoy it, you know, or be enthusiastic, but you can't, there are certain things that are difficult, but we can accept them. And accepting them, letting go to them, just like me talking about letting go to this winter, letting go to the pandemic winter number two, letting go mm-hmm. to like, I don't know what I'm doing next in my, in my work, et cetera. If I can accept, well, guess what? I'm in a pandemic still. I'm in pandemic winter number two. And guess what? Mm, people aren't coming in person to things anymore. Uh, okay. If I can be in acceptance about that, then I'm actually fostering a space of peace mm-hmm. from which I can be open to creating something else down the road, but I'm not creating it out of need or desperation, but just kind of out of an, a, an alertness an alert contentedness to seeing what is, what is God's next idea about mm-hmm. what I should do. I love too how that dovetails into your forgiveness work because, you know, the core of your forgiveness work is about like looking at your expectations and and letting go of expectations that are causing you to suffer. And, you know, you might go, I have an expectation that I'm driving in this car and I won't get a flat tire. And then you do. And then I'm going to get to this place on time. (laughs) Yes. So it fits nicely with your, with your core teachings around forgiveness and the self-mastery tools. It does. And that's the other thing that the winter holidays offer us is a prime opportunity to practice unconditional love mm-hmm. as, a, as a 
practice and forgiveness, especially since you're probably going to be bumping into family members at some point that aren't your favorite or that you have, you know, some kind of bit of something with old grievance, old, old thing with, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, a sibling dynamic with, et cetera. And this is just a great time of year to clean house again, to to Mm. practice forgiveness again in a real way. So, well, and and I think you were telling me that you want to, one of our older shows from, from season one, life gets better now is preemptive forgiveness. And I think I think we're going to put that one out after this show. So yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Preemptive forgiveness. What a great idea. Do it first. You already know the things that your sister or your father or your uncle or whoever is going to be in the room um, do or don't do that irritates you. If you already know that you already know uh, the things you don't like, but they're going to be present. Then instead of you know looking at the situation with, with, dread and kind of gearing up and gritting your teeth to get through it why not drop into it why not just drop really right into it and and process that issue out it's not going to take you a lot you don't have to go to two years of therapy to (laughs) feel better you can you can stay home on saturday for 45 minutes and study up some of the forgiveness stuff and forgive your sister for always doing this thing and the next time you're with her in the Christmas holidays or the winter holidays. And she does that thing. It's not going to irritate you in the same way. It's, it's just going to be a neutral thing or even funny after a while you start getting more humorous about these things. Well, And I think um, the show that we're going to run has a, you tell a story about a woman who has some serious problems with her sister and uses forgiveness, preemptive forgiveness to really shift, shift the course of things. Formed her experience. So yes, yeah. Stay tuned for that. That'll be good. And the other shows that we're going to share have to do with the difference between spirituality and religion. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing that one again, Mary, because you know why, why I wonder if I will agree with myself when I hear myself (laughs) from what is it like 2016? I might, I might go, Oh, I don't think that way anymore. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and I have different (laughs) questions today. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll look forward to that one. And then you have, we have a show called, are you a kitchen mystic, which everybody loves kitchen mystic. They love that label and what that means. And just give us a thumbnail of what is a kitchen mystic. It means that you can have a moment of, of blissful recognition of God in an ordinary thing. You can Mm. recognize God directly in this world all around you. So uh, I love it. don't, you don't have to have it mediated for you through um, a minister or a religious template. You can go right to God and, mm. and be in this wonderful daily conversation mm. in, in the simple things of life. Mm-hmm. And okay. And then we have another one. Oh, coming down the pike here, we're going to talk about the word of the year, which Mm-hmm. is something we love to do in January. And we, we announce what our, to each other, what our word of the year is. And so we'll release an old show about that. And then we'll also record a new show with this year's 20, 2020, wait, how do you say it? 20, 2022. Yeah. 2022. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which is auspicious three twos in one year. Jeez. Okay. That'll be good. That must but, mean um, something. <laughs> I'm sure it does. 
Um, well, my husband and I got engaged on February 22nd. So oh. it was two, two, two. And two, I looked two, that two. up and it's like, um, definitely partnership, partnership. Oh yeah. Partnership up and down and all around. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And I, okay. So before we wrap up, I just want to know, are have, do you, you don't have to tell me what it is, but do you already know what your word is going to be for next year? Or are you still in? No, I'm noodling it and okay. I'm kind of playing with it. I'm, I'm, I have those little pack of angel cards yeah. that have a lot of, um, spiritual words in them and, I'm, I'm uh, picking them like every couple of days. I'm, I'm picking three and I'm seeing which ones repeat, mm-hmm. seeing which ones are, you know, showing up again. And it's a little spiritual game I'm mm-hmm. having with myself. That sounds but, fun. Yep. I don't and know. I, I, well, I don't have mine yet. I normally in dis- we're in the time where it taps me on the shoulder and it announces itself. And so I'm kind of like on the lookout for that. Um, and kind of thinking about what my goals will be for the next year and what word would really support that, you know, and help Mm -hmm. ground that. And so I'm playing around with some different words and some of them are the words that are coming to me are very mundane and not, and also not verbs. Oh, I'm like, huh? But we'll see. So are they, are they minus some sparkle? Do they need a little more sparkle? They might need a little more sparkle. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I guess it just has like, I want to feel like I love the word and I want to be with it. Yes. That's you want to feel like it's a good taste in your mouth every time you say it. Yeah. I don't want to be with a word that I feel like long about, you know, mid February or early March. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. This is boring. (laughs) This is, this is dull. Yes. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. But we'll see. And it probably will help to listen to last year's or previous year's show about that. So cool. Well, anything else on your mind before we wrap up? No, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm just uh, going to enjoy the rest of the pretty clean winter light on the brownish fields all around me in the city mm-hmm. and enjoy what I call the brown time. The brown time is, before the white the brown time. time. It's, yes. In between <laughs> the bright autumn stuff and the the, you know, bright winter twinkly snowy stuff. There's this restful period called the brown time. And I feel <laughs> I like it. it's just this yep. wonderful respite for the earth and for her mm-hmm. creatures like you and me. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, good talking with you, Mary, and we'll talk again soon. Talk again soon. Right, See you thanks. next time. Bye.